Welcome to Cruising Through Cinema. I'm Dennis. And I'm Dyer. This is the, the podcast. Um, um, yeah, what, what is this podcast? It's Cruising Through Welcome Cinema. To Cruising Through Cinema. Oh. Here are your hosts, Dennis and Dyer. And I'm and more <laughs> afraid of being nothing than I am of being hurt. Yes, this week we are, well, first of all, this is a podcast, Cruising Through Cinema, where we go through the cinematic adventures of Tom Cruise films in chronological order, beginning with um, Endless Love and ending on Never, because he will never die. He will live on and make make movies as an AI forever. All hail Xenu. All hail Xenu. No, uh, Tom Cruise, he's a he's a wonderful guy as far as films he makes. Pe- people are weird and say that he's a weirdo. I don't think they really know him. They can't really say that, can they, Dyer? Tom no, Cruise. No, no, they Tom can't. Cruise, an okay guy by Dennis and Dyer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. But we are at we are at the period of his filmography. We we move out of Born on the Fourth of July and are watching Days of Thunder, the 1990 Bank. film directed I by... I thought that was 1993. It was no, 1990. Yeah. Directed by Tony Direct- Scott. Tony Scott. and Who um, also did what other Tom Cruise movie? Top Gun. Top Gun. And did he do another one? Did he do... I don't know. But here's, here's, a, little, uh, here's a little Tom Cruise-averse for you. Okay. I don't believe so, he did. Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer were producers on this movie. What other Tom Cruise movies did they executive produce on? The Bruckheimers? Yeah. No, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, um, Top Gun. Top Gun? Yes. Great film. That's a Tom Cruise verse. Um, so, this is quintessent. When you think Tom Cruise movie... You think Days of Thunder. It's not the first thing you think of, but no, it's one of the films you think of. It's Top Gun and then Days of Thunder. Um, this, is the, this is the kind of film, which I talked about this a little bit at the end of the last episode. This is a film that as, as a kid growing up, this just exuded cool and you wanted to be Tom Cruise. You didn't want to be Cole Trickle. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, even, like, you know, you and I have been racing fans for our entire lives of Open Wheel, which... Cold Trickle leaves open wheel racing to go to NASCAR. But do you, do you remember why? Because uh, he can't win and because he's not an Andretti or an Unser. Yeah, he says, I want to make it to Indianapolis and I can't make it to Indianapolis because my name's not an Andretti or Unser. And I, when I heard that, I went, he's, he's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. Except Andretti only won once the 500 and Unser won. Little Al one, you know, you know, but regardless, I listened to the soundtrack again tonight. This soundtrack is absolutely fire. I mean, it is. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think I actually watched this. This was one of those films that was always on cable. Yeah. And I don't think I ever watched it from start to finish until I was much older and probably like high school aged. But I always just, it was really? one of those things, whatever. Yeah, I was probably like 13, like 14, 15 by the time I actually saw we, it. But, I remember coming over to your, your child at home and watching it. Oh, yeah. No, I know we've seen it. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't, I know I had seen it like in parts. Yeah. Or most of the movie in its entirety. But most no, of my memories sure. of Days of Thunder and it being cool was my older cousin, um, 
Tony had this game, had the Days of Thunder game on NES I, that we would borrow perpetually. Yeah, you do know him. But did you ever play the NES game? No, I wasn't cool enough to have the NES. Um, I, uh, you didn't have an NES? No. Oh, that's, that's my a first. My first gaming system was, was a, a Game Gear. No, was a uh genesis a second genesis and then i went to nintendo 64 then playstation 2 and then xbox but you had a game gear i did have a game gear yes when did the game gear come sometime after the genesis and before the 64 yes but anyway the the days of thunder game for the nes look it up on youtube it is i would say ahead of its time just because it does a 3d perspective but it was just it has some of the most hilarious pit pit scenes because you have to manually control each pit guy including the jack man (laughs) that's right and the sound effects are just emblazoned in my the sound of the drill of the gun the drill gun going and then inevitably if you don't win the race which it's almost impossible to win the race because it's an nes game if you don't win the race, you get nice try, buddy. Do 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 do. But the game, but the game starts with uh, Cold Trickle when you first turn it on. After you get the opening credits, with the, yeah. you get um, Cold Trickle pulling up on his motorcycle. Ah, oh, that's cool. The game is amazing. It is amazing. You can do a whole season. I have it now, and, and I've played through it, and I still can't beat the game. I can't even win a race. I think I won a, I won one race, but I did not win enough races to win the points. Uh, how cool was it when he If you get far enough, you get to drive the... Um, the Meliello car? Uh, well, no, no. You start. Yeah, you get the Meliello car. Is the, last, the last race you get to drive is the Meliello car. It's fantastic. Nice. nice. Fantastic. This movie was so good, man. Like, I want, I want a Chevy City T-shirt. So do you? <laughs> no. So Randy Quaid's character, like I was doing some research it's on this. Awesome. What film have we seen him in already? We've already said it about fifteen times this episode. We have? He's the one that he's the guy that wants butts and Top Gun. He gets the coffee spilled and goes, "Isn't he that? Isn't no, he no, in? no, no? That's not Randy Quaid. That's not Randy Quaid. No." No way is no 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 no. I'm looking it up. Is Randy Quaid in Top Gun? No. No, he's not. So Randy so who Quaid. Is, who, who is the guy that says I want butts and I, I want them now? I don't know. We're not talking about Top Gun. We're talking about Days of Thunder. Um, <laughs> Randy Quaid's Randy Quaid's character owns a shitty. Shitty city Chevy, Chevy, city Chevrolet. Uh, but he was based off of real life, um, motor car motorsports team owner Rick Hendricks, right? And everyone knows Hendricks Motorsports. Um, so Hendricks, Rick Hendricks actually owns a city Chevrolet, and that's who they based Randy Quaid's character off of. So, like, they based a lot of stuff in this movie off of real-life stuff. Like, um, the car that Carrie Yu was races at the end of the 18 Hardys car, they based that off of Richard Petty. Um, according to Richard Petty, he said the only thing they got right in this movie was the cars. 
It's like, ooh. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the racing. And the thing is, when you film, when you do a racing movie, there's really three shots, I would say, yeah, maybe four. Yeah. You can have the cars just all driving down, zipping by you. You can have a car trying to pass another car, or you get a close-up of the driver inside the car. That's pretty much the, what you see. So to make it more exciting in an action film, they show them like trading paint and running into the wall. Where like in real life racing, you can hit the wall a couple times or bump into it, but you don't just grind down the road. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so it's not bumper cars, but that's you how have it's to. You it's have to have fun. Right. I text you about this, and you know you have to have some suspension of disbelief. So like. Near the end, I think, where is it maybe the last it's the Daytona 500, I think. I'm pretty sure where he causes like four cars to wreck. And like as he's moving up the pack, there's no caution that comes out. And he's like, and he just keeps flooring it. Like, are we supposed to believe that the caution was like, yeah, the you get like he his car goes about three times faster than everybody else's, and like got rubber banding the, to the max. I was gonna say, and at the end where he loses his transmission and they go, ah, fuck it, just put it in high gear. Um, yeah, just give me, I just need, just give me the high gear because he's he messes up his transmission and comes into the pits in reverse, but like twenty laps to go, and yeah. somehow he's able to win the race. Yeah, and it comes back because the. Because he's he got to get ahead of the pace car before yeah. so he doesn't go a lap down. He says, I don't care what you do. Get me out of the pits before that pace car. And I will tell you, I was on the edge of my seat when that happens. Like, oh, is he going to get out? Get us to get out. Get us to get out. Get us to get out. And like, we've been at races where that's happened, right? IndyCar, the 500, where we've seen him beat out the pace car. And like, it's it's electric when it happens. It yes. is electric when it happens. And like, But it's not the way they, pre- yeah, but there's no way like. Yeah, he's on the in reverse. You're not like if your car's that messed up, it's a it's a going down thirty laps type of situation. Yeah, you're at, you're it. you're out yeah. of the race. You're yeah, out of the race. You're not winning. You're definitely not coming back and winning. Do you remember <laughs> when his Robert Duvall, his crew chief, said, "Go out there and hit the pace car," and he says, "Why?" He goes, "Because you've hit everything else today. I want you to be perfect." Yes, I love that line. That's um, based on a real life event. With Harry, so Robert Duvall's character is named Harry, like he's based off of Harry Hodges, and um, Cole Trickle's character is the name Dick Trickle, who's a real life race car driver. But they based him off of Tim Richardson, I think. And like Harry Hodges told Tim Richardson to go out and hit the pace car because he hit everything else that day, so he wanted him to be perfect. Yeah, the um, the other thing, so. I always get certain scenes of this mixed up with my head with bear with me here gone in 60 seconds because okay, Robert Duvall's yeah. also in that film as kind of the, he's a, he's the car guru. Yes. But Robert Duvall, I always get the line streamlined butterfly. That's from gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's, it's talking about this, but it's a very similar scene where he's building the car. Oh yeah. He's going to shape you like, I'm going to shape you like a bullet and everything else. Yeah. Yes, but he's but he doesn't say the I'm streamline. I'm going to make you a streamlined butterfly. That isn't gone to sixty seconds when he's talking about Eleanor. Yeah, oh, Eleanor. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the ah, uh, God, I just I love this film. I love this film. This is one it's of my so favorite good. movies of all time. It is so good. You get the 
it's just one of those things I've seen so many times that you almost like forget what's like the scenes, like the, like the other thing, so many movies took from this and the, you've seen the movie driven. Yeah. You, you essentially had the same scene where they race well and driven. They race. Is it rental cars or is it their own cars where they like go to dinner and then they race and this film, same thing. They're going to dinner, but then they race the rental cars. Yeah, because they're like they together, and he's like, "No, nope, we're not, we're not doing that." Well, yeah, it's because, yeah, they get in the wreck, right? They get in the wreck at, the day, at Daytona, and like, you know, both of them get airlifted out and everything, and like the head of NASCAR essentially said, "Nope," and like his big Texas Southern draw is like, "No, you're all we're gonna go dinner tonight, and you two are gonna ride together." Um, yeah. And you know Cole and and uh, Rusty, and they're like, nope, not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, this this movie pretty much informed every single racing movie thereafter, and obviously we get um, without this film, we would not have um, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. That movie yeah, would so not exist without this. Which John, John C. Riley. Riley is in this film, and he's also in the Ballad of the Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Yes. As a, as a pit crew member turned race car driver. Yeah, which he's the pit crew member in this this one. But yeah, just the whole Tom Cruise's character, Cole Trickle, is very relatable in this film. And like where I love the scene where he's like basically him and Harry Hodge, Cole and Harry Hodge are sat yeah. down by Randy Quaid after they just had a, a terrible start to the season. Um, and he's like, you guys yeah. need to figure it out. And they're like, basically Cole's like, yeah, I don't know crap about cars. I like, love it. I, I love that. I would have to tell you, but I can't. And he goes, what do you mean you can't? And he goes, Harry and walks like, into the bar. And- it. I don't know what any of what you're saying means. I know how yeah. to drive them. So Cole walks uh, it. Yeah. He walks in. He's like, uh, he essentially says, I'm dumb. I know how to race him. That's it. I can't tell you if it's loose. I can't tell you if I need like adjustments. I just, it's just loose. I'm, yeah. an, I'm an idiot. But it's, I mean, it's very Tom Cruise paint by numbers. And we've seen this several times already throughout yeah. his career. But it's Tom Cruise is the kind of the hot, hot young gun, hot shot driver or action per. You know, he's the hot shot young up and coming person. Well, yeah, because a, la, the, a la color of money, a la Top Gun. And then he's got a wizened veteran that kind of shows him the ropes or well, has like a mentor. Here's, here's some trivia um, for you. Do you know which, that? And then he's Paul got a Newman. girlfriend that kind of speaks truth. Paul, so. yeah, Paul Newman had a hand in this film. I, so I mean, like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, so Paul Newman and Tom Cruise actually went out like and raced one of the, like took test drove one of the, the the cars they had for the movie or one I think a stock car and like Cruise got it up to like 180 miles an hour like on the first lap uh, or something like that. Um, Cruise wanted to do all of his own stunts, uh, you know, all of his own driving stunts, and they wouldn't let him for insurance reasons. Um, no, I believe it. But the guy, um, yeah, this movie is just so. Let's go when he comes when he rolls up, like Harry Hodges' character, right? Because they're they're in Daytona. Right? I mean, we, have, we haven't even talked about Michael Roker yet. We'll we'll get there. Roker, Roker yeah. um, aka Yondu. Uh, from AKA, uh, is it Daryl? No, it's not Daryl. Merle. Merle. <laughs> from um, but he rolls up and it's cold in Daytona, right? Or no, it's Tal- Yeah, it's Daytona. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the point is, he's like, 
they just like let you go seven wins in a row and a championship. He's like, yeah, yeah, I just lost my ride. He's like, no, you got fired. But yeah, we fe- and we, in that character but, develop, I for, always forget about the character development about how he lost his ride. How many times have you and I seen um, big name IndyCar drivers loot, like have a hell of a year and then next year they don't get a ride? You know, we've seen it multiple times, so it happens. But yeah, it's not because but, it's not because, it's like, because their dad was a terrible investor and did shady investments and pretty much lost everything. <laughs> right, but yeah, Tony uh, Cole was just just an over a like he was overly cocky. Yeah, because he because like he, 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 he was like Maverick. Because basically, Harry Hodge is like a highly respected crew chief. Uh huh. Yeah, and. And so, as a favor, another team was going to let him uh, borrow the car so they could test out a driver. Like, and then Dennis Quaid, is it Dennis Randy, Quaid, Randy, Randy Quaid, Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid, uh, basically pays. He's like, no, he's definitely riding the car. He's definitely trying it out. I paid twenty five hundred dollars to rent the track. Yeah, <laughs> which is that? Is that all it costs to rent the track? <laughs> I mean, back in 1990, probably. Yeah. But yeah, so they rent the track, and so basically, Rowdy's like, "You better not, you, if you even put a scratch on it." Like, and Tom Cruise is kind of cocky and puts his bag down on the hood, and basically suits up. And yeah, and he, Harry Hodges is like, "He's like, how'd I do?" And he goes, uh, "It's fast enough to be the pole at last year's race." Well, first off, Harry Hodges tells him to take it easy in the tunnel turn because of. The back end will get squirrely on him, and to you know, take it easy. And he's just like, bad. yeah, the tunnel turn. It'll get yeah. the tunnel turn will, will get slippery, so you yeah. don't want to let off. But it doesn't. No, he. Which later we we hear loose is fast. Because that's one of my favorite scenes when they're learning to speak to each other. Yeah. On the and so he's like, yeah, loose is fast. So, did you know that like? production like was done in like nine months on this movie but like they were like still to the wire didn't have the script finished so like they had to put up cue cards in the windshield and of the race car that tom was in uh which caused a few minor accidents um and then finally he had to be fitted with a special earpiece uh so he could be fed lines during the the rest of the movie when he was in the car yeah, it's, I mean it's just great, but the, the just the quote, no, no, he didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you and rubbing racing. racing. Yeah, I mean, how many times do people say that now and probably don't even realize that it's from this movie? Rubbing is racing. racing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. like you can't hear a race, or the it's just ah, oh, it's just so perfect. Do you know who said gentlemen start your engines at the final race in Daytona? I have no idea. Burt Reynolds. Oh, really? Yeah. But you know what got me uh with the they mentioned Indianapolis, but also hearing uh, um Bobby is it um it's Bob what's Jenkins. The guy's name? Bob Jenkins, I said Bobby. Bob yeah, Jenkins, Bobby. right? Who yeah, well, unfortunately, which, he passed away. Yeah, and he's um, also he was kind of just the voice of racing. He's kind of he like he's he was, he's essentially. I mean, it's a little different, but he's essentially the John Madden of racing. He like, it was him and Tom Carnegie were the two staples at the track in every May 
Um, but, like I had the Andretti Racing PS1 game, and he did yeah. like a preview of every track, right? And, and would like be green screen terribly in front of a track, so it looked like he was on the track. And like, and uh, this is such and such. This is a tricky course, but the blah blah blah, yeah. blah with fifteen then, degrees of pink on turn one, and you're and I you, just got the best voice ever. Did you catch who was the pit reporter? Like Doctor Jerry Punch. It was Doctor Punch. It was Dr. Jerry Punch. Uh, is there a better name than Dr. Punch? Uh, but they never said Dr. Punch on broadcast. They always said, we'll go down to the pits with our pit reporter, Dr. Jerry Punch. I know, but it's because Dr. Punch just sounds like an evil villain. Probably, but... like <laughs> Dr. Jerry Punch. Kind of like I mean, ISU, Indiana State University's former assistant basketball coach. Yeah. Remember they had a, you know what I'm thinking of? You know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Say it. You you, I, you 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 don't know you don't, don't know. know it's okay to I say you don't know because why know. would you ever forget a name like Dick Bender? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, right, Dick and, Bender. And you, and you know what my dad said the first time I was old enough to realize what that what uh, the the humor in that you know he told me as a like an eighth grader. What it, what? That's a strange occupation. Because <laughs> 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 a whole new meaning to. Like, Get bent. Uh, or bender dick. <laughs> yes, dick bender. If you're, but no. if, you, if you're bending her dick, then you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, but yeah. Oh, gosh. Days uh, of Thunder. I mean, just the colors. The just. I mean, it's just so perfect. It's such a perfect film. It is so, and it's still pure 90s I, I can watch it daily. Like, it's the kind of thing, like, it's one of those. It, so, there's really good films. Like, for example, I, I it, this was something I was thinking about on my way home from work today. There are really good films that are, like, critically acclaimed that, like, arguably are, are very well made and well done. Mm-hmm. The, like, for example, we, we were chatting about this earlier, but the movie Oppenheimer. It is yeah. what you would call, I think people could classify as a great film. Yeah. It's not what I would call a perfect film. And perfect, yeah. perfect to me is like something I can watch anytime, anywhere, and just it just makes me smile, and I just love it. Right. There, I, agree. I, I I can't point out a flaw with Days of Thunder. It is a perfect film. Top Gun also a perfect film. Agreed. Die Hard perfect film. Um, Shawshank Redemption perfect film. You've never seen it, oh. have you? Shawshank. Yeah, have you seen it? Dude, some... <laughs> okay. I watch it all the time. Okay, perfect film. Great, um, ten out of ten. In fact, Rocky? I think it's the only well, think... perfect film. I think Shawshank is the only one to get a perfect ten out of ten on IMDb. Okay, but yeah, that's my... you get my point. Like, there are films that like, and, th- and there's also other films that like people love that I wouldn't classify as a perfect film for me. It's a it's a personal rating. It's not like like obviously there's films that. I probably like more than somebody else. Um, right. Like Cocktail. Perfect. Eh, I can't call no. it a perfect film. No. If it falls in Act 3. But this is essentially the same. Oh, that was the other film. Cocktail follows the same Tom Cruise, young hotshot um, mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Like it's, he's, it's, it's prototype. Like he, he's a hotshot, learns from somebody, has a woman, and, you know, overcomes in the end. Yep. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about this film forever, and 
I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm sure that, uh, as there's, there's gotta be something we're not, we haven't talked about yet. I, I feel well, like we haven't, Michael Rooker, right? we haven't talked about him or, uh, Nicole Kidman much. Yeah. But like, did you notice Nicole Kidman's Australian accent in this movie? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was more pronounced than what it usually was. Um, Michael Rooker, right. Is like the rival. He's the one that's actually doing the test driving, uh, that day at Talladega, I'm sorry, at Daytona, and um, he's the car that Cole uses. Um, so like they spend the I'd say two thirds of the film being rivals, maybe half of the film being rivals. Then they get in the crash at Daytona, and you know they both kind of go on their road to recovery. Um, Tom, gets yeah, which I. I forgot how much of it was just they had concussions. Right? I feel like there was more brain damage to it. No, no, it was just concussion. Yeah. It was just the concussion protocol. Um, we haven't talked about the, the him getting frisked scene either. We didn't talk about that scene, did we? No, no which that's it's, a very iconic scene. It's his first win, right? He wins his first race. They're in the trailer driving, the, you know, to the, next location. Gets to the point where he wins like six races in a row, which is insane. Right. Where does Harry Hodges go to the bathroom? He said, I'm going to go take a leak. And he steps back to like where the car is. Is there like a toilet back there? A bucket? I don't know. It's a big, it's a big hauler. I mean, I don't know. The only time I, I have never been on one. So I, I've only experienced it through this movie. I, I'm assuming right. they have a, they have a loo somewhere. Anyway, so then they get pulled over, um, and the sheriff's like, "Hey, you're all arrested for." Which I have questions about, but go ahead to explain the scene for transporting uh, liquor across state lines with the intention to distribute. And Harry Hodges goes, I'm "Not going to. This is called consumption." Um, and do you know who that sheriff is? Did you ever watch the show Justified back in the day? I've seen some of it, but not much. He's, he's uh, Raylan's Raylan Givens' boss in Justified. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. So uh, okay, here's, here's my here's my, which I think I know the answer. I can maybe kung fu yeah. my way through it. So she's clearly a stripper, not obviously a trooper or an escort. Yes, but but you get my point. Um, yeah. So are we led to believe that? The sheriff department of whatever, because it was Talladega that he won, Where, yeah. wherever. So, are we led to believe that they're escorting an escort around to do this, or is Harry? Are they all? Or are they all? Are they all impersonating officers? Are they? Were any of them actually sheriffs? And if so, uh-huh. are they? <laughs> like, are they good friends with Harry? Like, leads me to question a lot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but like we talked earlier this week, we have to. You just gotta have suspension of disbelief. Yeah, no, no, no. This is type. There's a lot in this film that, like, obviously, that's not how things would actually work. Like the uh, wheelchair race. Yeah, yeah. I love the wheelchair race. I love the wheelchair race because it's so relatable. As a kid, like as a kid, that scene made perfect sense. As an adult, it's absurd. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and they're racing to go like so are we led to believe that the hospital has a special meeting room for NASCAR to borrow? No, no, they're just trying to get out of the hotel. I mean, they're just trying to get out of the hospital. But and the, then like 
I know because they're in the wheelchairs. They're in their wheelchairs when they're meeting with the NASCAR guy, aren't they? And yeah, then they go like, to the hospital and get rental cars but, from the hospital. But, <laughs> like it doesn't make, no, 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 no. We don't get rental cars. They don't get rental cars from the hospital. Park, no. but, but the parking lot's the same as where she is, where she gets you, in her car. You missed a total. No, no. He here the big guy. So here's what happened. They're leaving. The, they're getting ready to leave the hospital. Okay, and Michael Rooker is trying to. He's like, "Hey, I want to walk out of here." He's like, "Nope, not in our hospital." So they're trying. I think they're trying to get to the waiting room, um, or they're trying to go to this office, which I assumed was just the head of neurologies. <laughs> no, in my in my mind, NASCAR the meeting with NASCAR happens at the hospital, and then they leave the hospital with rental. No, no, it is. It is. But okay, so I was right. I was right. It makes no head. sense. It makes no sense. Well, I think what happened, he probably came in to, the head of NASCAR came in to check on the two drivers, right? Because they had to be airlifted out and everything. But that, the office, I would say, is the head of neurology. But yes, they, the big guy throws the keys and then they, but the rental car is down the street. They drive for a while before they get to the rental car agency. Oh, oh! So they ride together for like a hot second and get in cars yes. and race. Okay, yes. I, I do kind of now. Now that you say that, I do remember that. Because but in he my, says, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Kid, as a kid, I never like ever like processed it. But now yeah. that I'm thinking through, I'm like logically like that makes zero sense. What I think, like if I told you what happened, what I just said was like they they had a wheelchair race. To go find out that they're they have to ride together, and then they somehow each have a rental car. <laughs> and after yeah. he hits on the doctor, um, Nicole Kidman. But yeah, it's just um, oh, the other scene that always stands out to me, especially as a teenager, was where he's trying to explain drafting. Yeah, with sugar packets and, on her leg, the slingshot maneuver. Like I just yeah. love it. Um, it's. Yeah, I mean, that was just something that stuck out to me. And it's like, it's such a great explanation of how drafting works. I mean, I knew I played, you know, NASCAR 98 on the PlayStation. I know how drafting works. Yeah. (laughs) How cool. How cool is it the end where he baits uh, Carrie Ewas's character into. Yeah, he always goes, I know, I know him. I I know him. He always goes to the the high side. side. And then, like, at the very last moment, he dips down low, and, like, it's a neck-and-neck finish, but, like, you know, that's that was cool. Like, I like yeah. that was that was real cool, you know, when they did that. For IndyCar fans, ask uh, Marco Andretti how that worked out for him. God, God damn it. You had to bring that up. <laughs> it's one of the most painful sports memories of my life. We were there. It's, it's almost like, it's like if the, it's like if Peyton Manning never won the Super Bowl for us. Oh, it would yeah. be like that. It'd be like that with him losing in the AFC finals all the time. That's uh, what it feels like. <laughs> or like they have the lead and then at the very last second he gets intercepted and runs back for a pick six. Yes. And that was, no, that's, that's, yeah. that's how they lose the game. <laughs> but, if, it, uh, if, his, if Marco's dad would have done his job and blocked. Held on for it, more than half a lap. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was John Andretti. Michael Andretti, I mean, Michael Andretti, M- Marco Andretti, Sam Hornish Jr. Yeah. Because they were Marco. all talking, they were all talking how epic it would be to have a father son finish one or 
one and two, or Sun Father finished one and two in the Indy 500, and then Hornish comes around. Marco takes the lead from his dad. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. and then and then and then Sam went and did. Well, he he did the cold trickle. He went to NASCAR afterwards. Yep, he sure did. Yep. Which it's weird because they say he does open race, open wheel, but then they also right. kind of imply it's like like dirt track stuff. Yeah, is kind of the way it's talked about, but it's also then he talks about Indy, so it's very unclear to me if he actually do you, raced. Do you remember when he's out for his concussion and he's like at a laundromat and he sees like yeah. what? Yeah, like, what kind of laundromat right next? Am's racing on a dirt track. Yeah, I want to do my. I would go there and do my laundry all the time. Yeah, hey Dennis, why? What are you doing? Laundry? You just did it yesterday. Yeah, I know, but I'm wondering. I just, there was also like racing decals and stickers, so I'm wondering if it was like at um like one of Harry's facilities. Oh, it could be. Yeah, because it, but it does look like it's a laundromat, but I think it's more of a like a private, like pub, like commercial, like there for their their own personal gear. That makes more sense. But, but uh, yeah, but I'm like, is this just a laundromat where it's like, what kind of utopia does Cold Trickle live in? Where right. people just, where you get to go to Daytona and drive up on your motorcycle, oh. no speaking questions video- asked, on the track. Speaking of video games, you knew they made a 2011 Days of Thunder? Yeah, for the PS3. Yeah, um, I've played it, yes. It's called NASCAR Edition. Yeah, Adam and um, my older brother Adam and I. Uh, for those listeners, I obviously you know who I'm talking about. We each bought it for our PS3 and used to play it online to each with each other. It really had nothing to do with the movie, except for you would like after you drafted. It was very arcadey, but if you drafted long enough, you basically had like a a boost button, but it was called dropping the hammer. Oh yeah. So Michael Rucker, who uh, is Rowdy Burns in the film, uh, he returns. And, and and there's cut and that Rowdy Burns is a you know like one of the, the your and it, is one of the people. Yeah, I the name is Cole Trickle and Rowdy Burns, by the way. Yes, yeah, and then Russ Those Wheeler are... is also a fun Russ Wheeler, game. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but the, the so I feel like the game has, yeah, it's it's very loosely associated with the movie. It's not. It's got the logo, and it's one of the producers was Paramount, but it's yeah. really got nothing. Like, there's nothing to do with the movie. With it, it was kind of disappointing. You know, and then. Right before the triumphant return to racing, right? Cole, or before he wins the Daytona, he's racing and he intentionally blows the engine because he gets scared. Uh, yeah. He pulls in, he's like, hey, I can't be here. And uh, Harry's like, hey, what happened? And he's like, I just I just can't be in the car. And like he presses the button and he sees like the RPMs or the, the 9500. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, th- that was the other thing. This film that always, what well, another scene that always stuck out to me, which is not as like crazy as I remember it as a kid, but the idea of the the big one, the big crash where cars are spinning and there's smoke everywhere. Yeah, like that scene to me, like was so cool to me as a kid, and it's really not right. Like it, yeah. it basically happens again, and he gets through it. But in my, like, if you asked me to before rewatching it because it's probably been five or six years since I've watched this, but I would have thought it was played, not that it doesn't play a big role. Obviously, it's how he ends up in the hospital, but I would have thought that there was more happening with the crash. Right. No, I agree. Um, It was The crash wasn't as crazy as I remembered. There's just a lot of smoke. There's just a lot of smoke, and it's like, just pick a spot and go. go. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's like, I can... I'm through it, Harry. 
but like, he's like, I'm through it, Harry! Like, they just had all, every single person did more deep voice than they needed to. <laughs> yeah. That was also the thing, the, um, I, I guess in the 90s, they didn't have helmets with visors yet. They had goggles, like they were yeah. racing in the 60s. But you remember, like, when people would get out of the race cars, the how, like, their entire face would be covered in ash and soot and dirt. Yes. And, except for where they had their goggles. Yeah. What game? What game was it that we played that you had the tearaways and like you? Uh... Uh, that was the World of Outlaws game for the PS2. Yeah, you had so many you'd tearaways. Get mud, you'd get mud splatter on your visor and yeah. you'd press R one to rip it off. Yeah, and you only got like ten. Uh, like once you <laughs> once you rip them off, yeah, like... and then you're just stuck not being able to see. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, that was a great game. Remember Tony Stewart racing? No. Or, what What was the one for the sixty four that? My mom ended up selling you guys at the yard sale. No, no, no. That was uh, Indy. It was just called IndyCar 2000. The one where you went through like three circuits and you eventually got to be yeah, an IndyCar? Could, yeah, you could start as like, yeah, you do dirt tracks first and work your way up. Yeah. Is that the one that you couldn't, it's like, oh, it was impossible to beat uh, Greg Ray. Menard. Greg Ray, yeah. Greg unless, Ray. You were, unless you were Greg Ray, you couldn't beat him. All, yeah, but if you weren't Greg Ray, Greg Ray would go one and a half times faster than you. Yes, and no would. matter how big your lead was, he'd pass you at the end of the, the with one lap to go. He would somehow take the lead, and you had to fight back. Yep. <laughs> it was so stupid. But but yeah, if you wanted the game to be fun, you had to be Greg Ray. Otherwise, he would win every race. Did you ever try it running all two hundred laps? Yes, it's impossible. It is. And like, especially if you turn on realistic damage, because like you're out of the race within like 20 laps. Yeah, because it's also one of those games where like all of a sudden a car will just all of a sudden spontaneously lose control right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, racing uh, games are great. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, I could go on and on. But the PS2, the PS2 IndyCar game still holds up to this day. Yes. But yeah, but it, uh, you have to, um, you can set it to where you even have to do caution laps. Like you have to, it doesn't like auto drive for you. Oh, you gotta get, keep the tires warm and everything. Yeah, and you gotta set the fuel mixture down. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great, great. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Cold Trickle and Days of Thunder, um, which, like I said earlier, is a perfect film. Perfect. Yep. 100%. Um, I think. Are, are is there anything else you want to talk about? Or are we to the point where we need to discuss all of the films we've watched? I think we need to discuss our rankings. Guys, rank my movies, please. Okay, okay, Tom. All right. All right. Okay, so this is the 13th film, believe it or not, that we've watched. Jesus. Okay. So Legend is third. Uh, well, we don't know yet, but Legend's 12. No. <laughs> then we've got Legend's, Endless Love Legend's at 11. 13. Outsiders is 10. Taps is 9. All the Right Moves is 8. Seventh is Losing It. Sixth is color the color of money fifth is born on the fourth of july fourth is cocktail three is rain man two is risky business and one is top gun um okay so let's kind of stair step this okay i think we both we definitely agree it's better than legend endless love and outsiders without even thinking agreed taps better than yes all the right moves clearly better than better than losing it so this is where we start to get to films that i would say we you can make an argument that it's one of his best films yeah i don't know if that's the right way to say that but we're getting to the top five the top five so 
the color or sixth is the color of money. It's born better on than the fourth of money. It's yeah, I agree. Is it better than born on the fourth of July? Yes. Yes. Cocktail. Yes. Yes. Cocktail is one of those films that like if you if you but a lot of people haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, it is a must watch. But yeah. it's not better than Days of Thunder. No. Um so now we're getting to the top three. We've got Rain Man, Risky Business, and Top Gun. This is where it gets hard. I think it's better than Rain Man. I think it's better than Rain Man. Risky Business is such a different film. And then we got Top Gun. Top Gun. I think Top Gun stays one. Top Gun stays number one. Yeah. Barely. Um, I mean, I I have more fun with Days of Thunder. But there's more meat to Top Gun, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Risky Business is so good. Risky Business is one of those films that, like, it's not like, right? It, it's it's Tom Cruise's. It's one of his most iconic roles for a reason. It's I, yeah, I agree. So good. It, it was his first big hit. Um, is this? Is our, so I guess the question is: Is this two or three? Um, I want to say it is. I think it's three. I think it's three, and I I like I what I'm thinking is because then we got I like the cadence then because then we've got Top Gun action film, risky business, comedy with a bit more of a story with a bit of drama mixed in, mm-hmm. and then you've got Days of Thunder, and then you got Rain Man. So it's like a good all like alternating. It really I think demonstrates the range of of him as an actor. Yeah, I agree. So. All right, well, that's it. Um, Days of Thunder, the mega hit, is the new number three on the definitive Tom Cruise rankings. Next week, what do we have for the folks? Um, I believe it is Far and Away. Let me verify. I believe you may be right. Um, Yes, Far and Away, the 1992 film. Directed by... With Nicole Kidman, yeah, and I believe he's. This is like he. It's kind of a period piece. If I'm yeah, correct. they're they're in, they're Irish immigrants. John Williams. Well, John Williams, okay. Yeah, and directed by Ron Howard. This could oh. be good. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Right. No, I haven't. Um, I've not heard great things. Yeah, we'll see. Not legend bad, but. I've not heard great things, but how could a movie with Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise be bad? Directed by yeah. Ron Howard. I mean, Ron Howard does good stuff. He does good stuff. I mean, yeah, so. what's, what's your favorite Ron Howard movie? Paul 13. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, I've never seen Rush. Have you ever seen Rush? Yeah, your brother and I went and saw it. Mm. The story um, about the Formula um, One drivers. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I've never, I haven't seen it. I guess I, yeah, it's definitely. I forgot he directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Did you know that was him? Uh, sounds familiar, but I don't. Know Cinderella sure. Man's good. I've never seen it. Cinderella Man's really good. Da Vinci Code. It's, I mean, it's fine. Oh, he did the Da Vinci Code? 
Yeah. Oh. Solo, a Star Wars story is better than people give it credit for. Oh, okay. I didn't know he did Solo. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's Ron Howard. Good director. But Apollo 13 is by far my favorite. It's one of my, that is a perfect film. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, yeah. it meets yep. my 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 yeah it is it is not no it's also a film that i could watch anytime anywhere yeah. like it just sucks you in the Ooh, your, no, yeah. your favorite scene from apollo 13 and tell me why it tell me why it's the scene where they make all the engineers solve the air filtration system problem yeah, it, it, because they make oh yeah you smart asses fucking figure this out yeah here, this is here's this stuff this is what they have at their disposal this is what they have at their disposal figure it out yeah god god that's a great film can we watch the, can we watch apollo 13 for this podcast sure i don't think tom cruise appears in it but man, he does in spirit yeah well all right well we'll be watching that for the next episode which we'll be recording in two weeks this has been cruising through cinema um do us a big favor and leave us a five-star review what do you say there should they do that absolutely absolutely they should yep so until next week stay uh stay just don't forget robin's racing and that uh you should uh you know avoid the big one exactly